as I sit here documenting and recording on the eve of my ascension, well, on the eve of my ritual to begin my ascension into lichdom, I cannot help but reflect on my last century of life. Was all the destruction, all the mayhem, all the loss of lives worth it? The backstabbing, the conniving, the loss of friends, well, maybe associates, the constant moving around the world, staying just one step ahead of those who wish to cause me eternal death, of slaying monstrous beasts and of diving into long-forgotten ruins. For a century, I've been undertaking these various adventures in order to achieve one goal, everlasting life, an ascension into something else. What exactly that will be, I know not. No word has ever been written, no memory ever recorded, of any who have successfully undertaken the ritual of witchdom and survived the process. Not even the powerful sorcerer kings of old were able to overcome the only certain thing in life, that everything which lives must die. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll, the solo role-playing podcast where I, your host, player, and GM Hero Cities, play role-playing games for your listening pleasure. While I'm still kind of recovering from the after effects of whatever nasty respiratory virus I had earlier this month, I am feeling much better now than I was when recording the last podcast, so hopefully my voice sounds a little more normal than it did during the last episode. As I kind of mentioned last time, it is my intention to wrap up Lichdom with this episode. Whether we succeed or not, we'll eventually come down to a die roll where we take everything we've achieved, including our truths, our artifacts, and our companion, and combine it all into one fateful roll, which will determine the outcome of this entire mini-series where we have been playing through the solo role-playing game, Lichdom. During the episode, I think I'll keep the role itself a secret until the end of the episode, during the outro during which I will reveal exactly the mechanics and what happened within that role itself. Beyond that, I'm not entirely sure what I want to dive into during the next episode once we finish Lichdom, but I don't want to completely abandon Ironsworn, Starforged, and our ongoing saga with Nikora and the Second Chance. I did need a little break from it, and for me, sci-fi is something I really love and enjoy doing, but it can be creatively exhausting because of the, well, quite frankly, limitless number of options and planets and creatures, and you can basically have anything happen in sci-fi, which makes it really cool, but also creatively exhausting. Regardless, if there's anything you guys would be interested in listening to or seeing me play through, the best way to get a hold of me is via the Reddit post for the episode, or if you are a Patreon member over on patreon.com slash one guy one roll, feel free to send me a message over there and I will do my best to get back to y'all. 
Anyways, let's dive back on into Lichdom and wrap up this little mini-series of this lovely Rules Light role-playing game. And without further ado, let's get into it. After the utter destruction of the Library of Sequestered Mystics and the unfortunate scouring of the city of Verhu above, I knew it was time to go to ground. Inevitably, my eternal enemies, the paladins of him, were bound to investigate what occurred in the city, and inevitably, they would once again be hot on my trail. So once again, I found myself traveling through the forgotten places of this world, until I eventually found a new place to call my own. Located far beyond the settled realms, upon a desolate, forgotten stretch of coast with cold water and crashing waves, I found a den, a den inhabited by strange, fish-like abominations, something probably created by one of the Sorcerer Kings millennia ago as minions in one of their eternal wars. Something struck me as odd about these fish-like abominations. Something that was foretold by the Four of Hearts. See, these seemingly monstrous creatures, even as I was slaughtering them by the dozens with my foul, twisted magics, they kept gurgling praise in their strange, eldritch language, gurgling about the cult of ardent fire. Ardent fire being some monstrous manifestation unique to the various creatures that inhabit the lonely parts of the world, separate from the ancient gods of the two empires, separate from the all-powerful monotheistic hymn, separate from the strange nature-worshipping juridic magics, separate from all of these something which appeals to the creatures long forgotten in dark places of the world. The matriarch of the fish people inhabiting my new den was one of these leaders. I hold little respect for followers of some powerless god. However, as these bug-eyed abominations threw themselves at me, I came to respect a certain aspect of their rage of their desire to tear down all other religions and replace it with worship of the ardent fire. Something that I found deep within the depths of this fishy den intrigued me more than others. It appears as though when these fish abominations would capture sailors or other forlorn travelers through their watery lands, they would practice immolation of their live victims, burning them at the stake, witnessing their cries and pleas to be free. Perhaps this horrific form of torture is practiced by all members of the cult. Perhaps it was just a specialty of these fishy abominations. Either way, I don't know. And either way, their den is now mine, and I spent the next decade cleaning out the fishy stink and replacing it with the lovely perfume of death and decay as I worked to perfect the final touches on my ritual of ascension into lichdom. And although my story is nearly complete, I had yet one more stroke of luck. 
for as fate would have it, on the very night before I began my ritual of ascension, I was visited by a prophecy, as foretold by the Ace of Spades. Although I no longer require sleep, although my body can sustain itself, I still practice self-reflection, meditation, to think and understand my way through the arcane rituals required for practicing sorcery. Something unlocked in my mind. Something I didn't know I possessed. Something I never studied. For last night, my normal meditations became more than that became a dream, a quest I undertook. Many lifetimes passed for my soul. I experienced life as an animal. I experienced life as a slave. I experienced life as a strange being comprised of light and sound. I traveled beyond just this world, beyond just this existence. When I awoke, my soul aged inexplicably beyond even that of my slowly desiccating corpse I call my body. Something unlocked in my mind, whether via the preparations of all the unguents and strange medications and other preparations I undertook for my ascension, this was something different. This revealed to me how exactly the procedure would work for splitting my soul, for guaranteeing that the artifacts I had collected would be able to house the different pieces of my shattered spirit before they could be devoured or subsumed into whatever afterlife awaits all mortal creatures. Utilizing specially cut pieces of crystalline, Empowered by the artifacts I had collected throughout the last century of my quest, the crystalline would resonate with the magics being perpetuated by the ritual, forcing my soul into them, preserving my consciousness while my body, well, theoretically, was destroyed and reconstituted into something else. Something that would allow me to have a functioning consciousness while also unable to age. Not a construct, but something different. A living soul inhabiting a dead body, yet still possessing of intelligence and of access to magic, and a long life's worth of collected knowledge. The final piece of the puzzle I needed to complete my ascension into lichdom or at least so I thought was complete. I had collected three truths by this point, and although certainly more exist in this world, I felt it was enough. I felt I now had the power I needed to seize my eternity of life using the power of sorcerous rituals and my own intelligence, and of course, the assistant of the only person who had ever really cared about me. My now quite aged, once ruthless Merc, Felbon Rathlow. He had followed me through thick and thin. I had promised him the ability to ascend with me into Lichdom, to forever serve me. However, the collected artifacts I have at this point, 
including the ancient journal I found over a century ago as a boy in the long-forgotten tomb near the modest castle I grew up in. The journal which really started my descent on this path. The journal that kick-started all the rest of my discoveries, all of my ambitions, and all of my goals in this long and twisted path I have taken. Also, the small handheld device which I found. A device which, when infused with crystalline, powers a strange variety of mechanisms and cogs and springs of this ancient device created undoubtedly during the reign of the Sorcerer Kings. This device will allow the storage of a spell to be released at some further point without any preparation or expanding of one's own sorcery power. Another artifact I discovered was protected by a powerful chimera. With the pirate lady known as Captain Beatrice, we worked together to defeat this powerful creature. This powerful creature created by long-forgotten magics. And amongst its horde, an eye made of iron. A powerful artifact, which may have just actually been unlocked by myself and my meditation over the artifacts. For this artifact allows a strong mind to embark on a dangerous journey into the distant past, reliving the lives of those who both possessed the artifact and those who merely lived within its proximity. And finally, lastly, and perhaps most importantly, the last decade of my life I have devoted to prying through the long-forgotten sorceries that lie within the companion journal to the one I found in my youth. However, much more thorough and in-depth and containing the last required knowledge I needed to unlock in order to truly understand what is needed, what is required for guiding my ascent into lichdom. Guarded by the circle of sequestered mystics, this long-forgotten journal is the key to utilizing these truths that I have found and combining them all into what I shall be attempting momentarily. Never successfully performed, the ascent into lichdom which I am about to undertake will truly push the boundaries of what is thought to be possibly achieved utilizing the power of sorceress magic. Finally, at last, I now stand before everything I have collected, everything I have fought for, for more than a century. I have traveled across this world from the frozen north to the long-forgotten woodlands in the west, to the spiraling archipelago sticking far out into the southern sea. And now, along a desolate, long-forgotten coast in the east, my long and horrific path to get here may finally come to fruition. Although the path has not been easy, because along with my triumphs, I have faced doom itself, yet I have survived all of these trials. I have survived the great demon Balak as he destroyed my first attempts at the temple around me. I escaped from imprisonment from him, and yet doom kept creeping closer and closer. For when I unearthed the long-forgotten tomb of the sorcerer Magyar the Seventh, 
I unleashed a potential catalyst that swept across the land, catastrophically dooming untold hordes of people to a horrific, flesh-consuming mist. This mist swept the lands at the whims of the winds, and yet I feel no pity. I feel no sadness over the deaths of the thousands at my hand, because not only have I unleashed catastrophe across this world, but I have doomed cities to destruction. I have caused the downfall of Verhu, and I caused the scouring of Ramon. In my wake, I have gathered hordes of minions, some of them the now-dead, fleshy, frog-like abominations, others older, drowned corpses dredged from the sea floor, and others still monstrous creatures reanimated after I vanquished them. My life energies infused with sorceric magics, infusing them with the power of undeath, Undeath which I seek to join them in, although in a far more powerful and everlasting nature. The last decade I have spent carving out this chamber, carving out this perfect representation illustrated in the forgotten tomes I have unearthed. And although the fates sought to do me in with catastrophe and doom, I have prevailed against the odds, against the deck of fate, and against all those who stood up to me and attempted to tear me down, always staying one step ahead of the cursed paladins of him, an order founded, strengthened, and dedicated solely to my destruction by my brother so many years ago. As I take the books I have collected, the notes I have scribed, as I collect the chunks of crystalline and infused them into my artifacts, as Felbon Rathlow, the only mortal I have ever trusted, carefully arranges and prepares the ritual chamber for my arrival, I am certain that he cannot begin to fathom his part to play in this upcoming ritual. Even now, with the sun just setting on the horizon and the moon just rising opposite of it, a full moon, a moon promising its eventual waning into darkness, death. Yet, at the same time it is darkest outside, it is reborn anew, fresh and whole, waxing once again until its inevitable death begins again. A metaphor, an important part of the ritual, I know not. However, surprising me more than any, they answered my call. The Silent Death, the Guild of Assassins, who I long ago helped break through magical defenses of a tower in which they wanted to assassinate one of their members who had failed them, answered my call. They provided protection. The ritual may take months, may take years, yet they promised to offer their support. The three truths I collected provided me the most power. These truths included the knowledge I gained from the waking dream I entered within the tomb of Magyar the Seventh. I knew I had to split my soul into pieces and trap them within my artifacts. This was the most important truth I had uncovered, and it gave me the most power. The next truth I uncovered 
while not as powerful and important as the first, came from the draining of Yomi's soul. Their soul allowed me to discover the journal of the long-forgotten sorcerer, which was entombed and guarded by the circle of sequestered mystics, with their strange combination of rhythm and song, a mystical power which still failed to protect this journal. This journal gave me the final understanding of how to arrange the artifacts, yet I still missed one more part. I had the artifacts arranged properly, and I knew my soul had to be split into them. And that final, little, important piece of the puzzle I discovered during a dream last night. Crystalline could be used. Crystalline could be inserted into these artifacts. The interaction between my soul and this magical crystal would bind together and thus prevent my soul from being sundered and dispersed into the afterlife during the ritual itself. All of these things together carefully collected and prepared, ensured that while the ritual would be successfully completed, a year it would take, the sundering of my soul split apart and inserted into these artifacts. These artifacts, then under constant guard and protection by the silent death, and of course, the ever-faithful Falbon Rathlow, could then be scattered and hidden, and I could not die unless the crystal within these artifacts was shattered. My body, however, would decay with time. I would become more stretched, more thin. However, my soul was immortal, my memories intact. And soon enough, after the year had passed, and the moon rose with the setting of the sun once again, a new moon this time, Felbon Rathlow served his final purpose, becoming the new vessel for my consciousness, a chunk of perfectly round crystalline embedded in his forehead. This crystalline sphere which housed my true consciousness could be passed on from vessel to vessel. These bodies decaying one after another after another. However, I do not despair, because there are always newer and younger vessels available. There are always more secrets to be unearthed, not only in this world, but amongst all the others I glimpsed during my waking dream. I could travel between the different planes of existence with time. Or I could become a great conqueror, ruling over this world as those foolish sorcerer kings tried to do millennia ago. I could do anything. I could not be killed. I could not be vanquished. Eventually, I'm sure, my boredom would catch up with me. Eventually, I'm sure, time would end and things would reset. Or perhaps the gods would walk the earth. Perhaps I would become a god, ascending through the power of worship of my minions. Regardless, I sit here now with my tome complete, my memories encapsulated in this final journal. If any seek to destroy me, and many will, good luck, for I am immortal. I am a lich. Thank you, thank you so much for listening to this final episode of Lichdom here on the One Guy, One Roll podcast. 
I hope you all enjoyed this little mini-series playing through the game of Lichdom. Things turned out better than I could have imagined. My intention was to draw a couple of cards today and see how the story would conclude. I didn't want to just start the ritual immediately. So we went through a basic minor storytelling event. And then, much to my chagrin, we drew the Ace of Spades, giving us three truths. With the drawing of this ace, I knew it was time to undertake the ritual. Basically, once you have a mundane and arcane truth, you can attempt the ritual at any time. You get 1d6 per truth. We rolled a 6, a 4, and a 2. Then you get a plus 1 for each companion and influence available. We had 1 of each, and then 1 for each remaining resolve, of which we had 2. All told, that gave us a 16, which was plenty to get within the, well, I would say good result. Not the best, which is 20 plus, but 12 to 19 was to be successful, was to become a lich. Horrific things happen if you fail, but Varak has now become the imperishable. He now embodies his name. He is a lich. And whatever comes next will not be told within this story anymore. It's always a little bit sad to finish up a campaign of something like this. But I do recommend Lichdom. It's pretty light, really just kind of open to whatever you want to do. I used a variety of different resources to give me inspiration for the storytelling of Varak on his quest to become a Lich. But all told, I do recommend Lichdom. However, be aware that it is definitely a journaling style of solo game. If you have any questions about the game, or if you're interested in any more of my thoughts about it, feel free to drop a comment on the Reddit posts or on the Discord posts. Or if you're a Patreon member, you can message me on the Patreon platform. Either way, I'm always happy to interact with y'all and give you my opinions about things. As I mentioned in the introduction, I'm not sure what we're going to do next week. We still have the Rules Light Ronin and, of course, the continuation of Ironsworn Starforged. So we'll probably end up playing one of those two games, but I do have a list of other systems I'd like to explore on this channel. I always think that trying something new helps to keep the channel interesting, and I've kind of been enjoying this mini-series approach, but I don't know. We'll see what the future brings. As always, I do have a Patreon over on patreon.com slash one guy one roll. Even as little as a dollar a month helps me to keep this podcast ad-free and pays the expenses for hosting, equipment, and all that good stuff. If interested, please do head over to patreon.com slash one guy one roll. And as always, a huge thank you to all the Patreon members, including Master JL, Journeyman James, Journeyman Matt, Journeyman Nick, and Apprentice Jesse. Thanks, you guys, so much. You do make this whole experiment possible. And a huge thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast. You being here and listening every week gives me the inspiration to continue to make more content for y'all. 
Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for Lichdom here on the One Guy, One Roll podcast. As always, I've been your host, player, and GM Hero Cities, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.